You're listening to episode 189 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And today we're going to talk about this entire concept of balance and kind of the joy of missing out. We talk about FOMO a lot, (laughs) the fear of missing out. And I want to kind of switch that and talk a little bit about the joy of missing out and how that plays into creating more balance in your life. So just as an example, when I started thinking about this, um, last, for, for anyone who isn't aware, I feel like I always bring this up, but for anyone who's, who's new to the, the podcast, maybe this is the first episode you're listening to, I went through a really significant life change about a year ago. You can reference episode 117 if you want more details on that. Uh, ended a relationship, sold a house, left a country, it, <laughs> like a whole, a whole situation. And what I found was when I left Canada, I, I ended up coming to Bali. Uh, the plan was not to stay here, but I somehow ended up staying here. And I've now been here off and on for, for the better part of eight months. And when I stayed here, I, I developed this community of just incredible people really, really quickly. And I've continued to build upon that and just met the most amazing humans here. And it's been a blast. It's been so much fun. And in the fall in particular, I found that I was having more fun and, and laughing harder and more often than I had in probably the previous five years combined. And that's saying a lot because I am someone who, who tends to be, um, kind of like fun and light and playful. I can also be quite serious too, but I, I, it's not that, you know, smiling and laughing is unusual for me. It was just that that was how much I was laughing and having such a great time in, in the fall, especially going out a huge amount, um, I was so social, just like all, all the things hanging out with all the people. And I was also having a lot of FOMO in the fall. So if I missed anything, any type of event or social gathering or whatever, I kind of felt like I was missing out a lot. And that's, that is actually very unlike me because I don't typically have a huge amount of FOMO. I'm pretty comfortable in, in my decision-making and if I decide that I need a night in, for example, I'm good with that. I, I'm, I'm totally okay with that choice. And I was being so social that some of my friends in Canada who were hearing about how social I was being were like, who are you? <laughs> who is this person who's going out all the time? Like, it's not like you at all. And I, I'm, I'm very much an introvert and it just seemed very odd for me. But I think that I was going through a bit of a pendulum swing. I think that the previous few years had been um, much, much heavier, much more serious, and I kind of needed to swing to the complete opposite direction before I settled. And I could tell that the settling was coming because when I headed back to Canada uh, in December for the holidays, I was tired. I was really like, like bone tired. And I could tell that part of it was because I had just sort of been peopled out. Like I needed to 
have some downtime and some alone time and just really recharge my battery. And that was kind of my own version of balance after leading a much more serious life for the previous several years. So I needed that pendulum to swing way the other direction before settling somewhere a little bit more in the middle. So I did take a lot of time down uh, over the holidays and took some of that alone time, that time to recharge and whatever. And then after the holidays, I went into full work and hustle mode and I have been loving it ever since. So as soon as I came back to Bali, I was immediately in, in hustle mode and I want to be in hustle mode right now. That's, that's just kind of the season that I'm in. And now I'm sort of into the joy of missing out <laughs> that, you know, there's events happening and stuff like that. And, and I, I miss a lot of them and I'm cool with that. I'm actually quite excited about it because I know that I am where I need to be right now. And now I'm back to enjoying most of my evenings in, and I'm certain that that, that will swing back again at some point it, for, you know, a certain period of time. But a lot of people, why I'm bringing all this up is because I, I hear a lot of people talk about how the concept of balance doesn't really exist, that it isn't real. And to me, the people who are saying that are thinking about balance all wrong. Because balance doesn't come from a single moment in time or, or even a single day. To me, the, the entire concept of balance comes from examining the bigger picture and recognizing that we're all going to go through seasons of life where the scales are tipped more one direction than the other. I think that, that the real issue comes from trying to create some sort of unattainable so-called perfect balance into every single day, and that simply isn't possible. You, you can't, you know, dedicate the, the exact perfectly balanced amount of time to taking care of yourself, taking care of, of uh, your family, your children, if you have, if you have kids, uh, being the, the perfect uh, employee or entrepreneur, all within the exact same period of time. You just can't. It's, it's not possible. There's always going to be these seasons where there's more going on in, in one phase than another. Maybe your kid is sick right now. So you need to be dedicating more time to them than to your business. And then maybe when everything is all good on the family front, maybe you're taking a little bit of a step back from, from your partner and your loved ones a little bit to bury your head and work for a little while because you're really excited about that and you can tell that that's where you need to be putting your energy. It doesn't mean that you completely abandon any, like any of the, the major areas that are important to you at any given time. It just means that you're going to have to direct your energy in certain ways at certain periods and, and depending on the season that you're in. Think about nature. Nature goes through seasons. It's actually a little bit odd here in Bali because there's only like two seasons. It's, it's just, it's hot and sunny most of the time. And then sometimes there's rainy season, <laughs> but I'm, you know, being a Canadian girl, I'm used to kind of the full spectrum of seasons. So spring, when things are kind of budding and new and you are really starting to, to grow and develop and to plant those seeds that are going to help you later on. Then there's summer when everything is in full bloom and, and you know, everything is, is really coming to life. Then fall, maybe you're slowing down a little bit. And in winter, maybe you are really taking time to go inward and to care for yourself, you know, to, to take more quiet moments for yourself. That isn't necessarily exactly how it's going to look, but that's just one example about how seasons in nature really mirror and can mirror seasons in life. 
And that sometimes we're going to maybe have a little bit of FOMO. But I want you to start to switch that so that it's not so much fear of, of missing out on something and instead appreciating the choices that you're making and taking joy in that and, and realizing that there's a huge amount of joy in making the choices that are best serving you and are best serving the, the balance, the unique balance that you're creating within your own life. Additionally, you can't be upset about not getting results from work you didn't do. That I feel like it has really tied in a lot with what I've been experiencing lately because in the fall, I was really kind of beating myself up a little bit. Like, you know, I'm not getting nearly as much done as I want to. Why am I not seeing, you know, such and such come to life? And it was because I, I was simply doing other things. I was making other choices and I was definitely still working for sure. But I wasn't, you know, putting nose to the grindstone, dedicating all of my energy to that endeavor. So I couldn't then be annoyed and, and bothered by the fact that I wasn't getting the results when I wasn't putting in the work that I needed to do in order to obtain those results. Does that make sense? But sometimes you need to not work and play is going to serve you far more and be far more important for your mental and physical health, as well as your creativity and your overall joy and happiness. And that was absolutely the case for me. I needed that period of time to just introduce more joy and play and fun into my life, not only to kind of balance out the, the much heavier, more serious um, part of last year and the previous few years potentially, but I also really found that my creativity came back in spades when I allowed myself that space to just be, to, to allow myself to be super social and to, to kind of go that other end of the spectrum that I don't normally often go to. And I, I really needed that. So I leaned into it and it helped me in the best possible ways. So I really appreciated the joy that all of that brought me and then it ended up benefiting me in other ways and helping me to create and cultivate more balance in my life after the fact. So we can't always have balance in, in one complete moment. You have to look at balance in terms of, of the bigger picture here. You know, over the course of, of a week, a month, uh, a, a year. And even, even that might not be quite enough sometimes. Like you may go through periods where there's a couple years or, or three or four years where you can't necessarily dedicate as much of yourself to one area of your life as you would like to because other areas of your life are taking over. But maybe that's just what you need to be focusing on and, it, and being more accepting of rather than fighting it in that moment. And recognize that that won't be forever that you will always have other choices to make that will, will begin to introduce a different kind of balance into your life when the timing is right and when you feel ready to do so. So yes, sometimes, you know, being more social and, and allowing more play and, and fun and, and lightness into your life, that's always a good idea anyway. But the, doing kind of the, what I experienced where I did so much more of that in, in a relatively short period of time than I normally ever would was amazing. Other times, hermit mode is going to serve you the best. <laughs> and it's funny that I wasn't the only one either. When, when I got back to Bali um, at the very beginning of January, I, it, that was a couple months ago, and I made it very clear to almost anyone who asked here that I was in full hermit mode and that I wasn't particularly interested in 
going out much or being super social. And virtually everyone I spoke to and, and all of my friends here felt basically exactly the same way. Everybody was kind of saying the same thing. Everyone was like, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's kind of full hustle mode now. Like time to put down the, like put down our heads, get to work. Um, the fall or, or, you know, the end of the year was awesome, but it's, it's time to work. So it was really interesting for me to see that almost reflected back to me that I wasn't the only one making that choice. And I also wasn't the only one who was shifting and, and having these different seasons built into my life. Things are going to come and go in waves. And it's really about finding your own balance and not feeling as though you need to depend on others to help create it for you either. You have to figure out what feels right for you. So it was really interesting to me that a lot of people here were also kind of in inherent mode and, and stuff like that when I got back, when I had already made that choice myself. But even if everyone, you know, all of my, my closest friends here were still in, in full social mode, I know that I would have been okay with, with putting my head down and doing my work anyway. I still would have had joy of missing out regardless because I can just feel that that is what is right for me in this particular season. And I'm okay with that. You have to look at the bigger picture too. What is it that you want the most? And what are the choices that are going to get you there? That said, you know, if, if building a business and um, doing, you know, the, the heavy lifting, more of the, the hard work type of thing is, is what you need to be doing right now. Awesome. But just don't forget to still have some of those lighter moments that, that play because that's going to really help you to achieve your bigger goals in the longer term anyway. Again, it comes back to balance and creating your own balance. But what you need to recognize most is that saying yes to one thing is saying no to another. So for just, just as a basic example, you know, if, if we're going out every single night, we're getting to bed late. Um, uh, whatever that looks like, maybe then you are missing the early morning workouts that you love and adore. You know, maybe that's really your thing. You, you love working out first thing in the morning and you've been missing a bunch of them because you aren't getting enough sleep. Okay. Because you said yes to going out. Then that means that you're saying no to a full night of sleep, or you're saying no to your workout that you actually really love and, and it makes you feel great and, uh, keeps your mental health on track to keep you going for the other tasks that you're trying to accomplish. That's just one example, but I want you to think about that, that every time you make a choice, any choice that saying yes to one thing is saying no to something else. And that isn't a bad thing. That isn't a negative thing. It's, it's neutral. It, it's whatever you, it would, whatever meaning you attach to it. And it can just help you to, when you think about things that way, it can just help you to get clear on what your priorities are and where you want to be directing your yeses and your noes. And this kind of leads me into a bit of an introduction. You're probably going to hear me talk about this more because there's a book I've been reading that's really been um, hitting me hard lately and I'm, I'm taking so much away from it. It's called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. Uh, it's by Greg McCowan. I will reference it in the show notes and kind of brings me into a bit of an introduction to essentialism that this entire idea of saying no to far more things in order to do a few things really, really well. And it gives you the focus and allows you to be more productive too. When, when you're saying yes to far fewer things 
and you're actually saying no to most of them. So instead, you're, you're only saying yes to a small handful of things that are really important to you. It's going to allow you to do a lot of those things much better. And then this also kind of ties in with uh, sort of that idea of, of being selective about the number of fucks that you give too. So another book to reference here, if you haven't read it already, is Mark Manson's book, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, where he talks about, you know, we all have fucks to give, but we have a limited number of fucks to give and to be more selective about what it is that you're choosing to give a fuck about. I don't want anyone to make you feel guilty about your own version of balance either. And that's another really important part of the conversation because everyone is always going to have an opinion and often unsolicited opinions. Um, for example, when I was being super social in the fall, I had a friend of mine back in Canada who made a comment about I was like partying all the time or something. And how, how could I manage to be doing this? I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't even really drink. <laughs> I was still usually in bed by 10 o'clock most nights. And, um, it, it just, his opinion wasn't relevant to me because, but, but it did trigger me at first. I was like, Oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't be like hanging out with my friends as much. And I thought, no, it, that doesn't make any sense to me because he doesn't know or understand why this is so needed and so necessary for me right now. Why this pendulum swing. And I could, I could feel that it was a pendulum swing in the moment because I, I, I could tell that, you know, this was very unusual for me to be going out this often, but I could tell that it was needed and necessary because I hadn't done anything like that for so many years. And that I needed that lightness, that, that fun in my life in order to better myself in various other ways. And everyone is always going to have an opinion. So when you're focusing on creating balance within your own life and defining what that means for you and experiencing this joy of missing out, there are always going to be other people who will offer unsolicited opinions about why they think that whatever choice you're making is wrong. And you need to be comfortable enough with the decisions that you're making to not allow that to affect you negatively or to make you rethink some of your decisions because no one knows what's going on in your life more than you do. And don't let anyone think otherwise. So you need to get super clear on what is going to be serving you the best in that particular moment in time. And that's going to allow you to lean into that joy of missing out and, and to take great joy in missing out on the activities that don't serve you. Because you might have different goals that don't line up with the activity or the venture being proposed to you and other people might not like that. <laughs> so you need to be very comfortable serving yourself from this space of knowing what it is that you need and, and really leaning into your intuition about what it is that you want the most in this moment. And you'll know if you're falling victim to FOMO rather than truly wanting to participate in something because it won't feel good. When you've made the right choice on how to spend your time, you will feel it. And you won't care that you're missing out on a concert or a night out with friends or, or even simply spending time with people you don't feel like spending time with. You will feel good about your decision. And yeah, you know, sometimes there might still be like a tiny twinge of FOMO, like, oh, I wonder what so-and-so is up to. Like, yeah, I could have gone out tonight. But you will feel good in your choices when you're making the right ones. But you can't let yourself kind of fall victim to everyone else's 
uh, decisions and opinions. So getting super comfortable in that space and getting very clear on your bigger priorities, that is kind of where this stems from the most, because once you can get clear on your priorities, then you can start to fill in the blanks about what it, what choices you need to make to best serve those priorities. And sometimes those choices won't always initially look like what you think that they're going to. So for example, I didn't plan on spending a bunch of time going out with people in the fall. I just kind of was leaning into it because it felt really good when I would go out and when I would stay in and try and focus on work that I, I maybe wasn't feeling super great about, I could just tell that I needed to make different choices. So I allowed myself enough space to lean into that and it served me in the best possible way. And these are just like very, you know, this is a, a very limited sample of examples that I'm offering you in terms of what these types of choices can look at. This is just what's coming to mind the most because I saw such a huge swing in terms of what balance looks like in my own life um, that I wanted to offer this to you as, as one example. But this whole idea of balance looks so different for every single person. And I want you to just get really clear on what your biggest priorities are and to give yourself the space to forgive yourself if the choices that you have made up until this point or, or have been or, you know, are making right now, if they don't feel like you're striking some sort of perfect balance, because this perfect balance doesn't exist. But look at the bigger picture and you're going to be able to see and, and get a, a more of a bird's eye view as to what balance really looks like. Because when you look back and you reflect a little bit, you'll be able to see where there are different periods of your life where you spent more time and energy and effort on different things. And those were probably the areas that needed your attention most at that exact time. Or you, you learned something from that experience. You, you took something away from it that um, has really shaped you and changed you in a really significant way to set you up for what was to come. So you do have balance in your life. You have a lot more than you think you do. I think that where people get confused is where we think that we need to have this perfect balance and that it needs to be all the time. The, the perfect balance is, is a completely abstract concept. It's whatever you, you want it to be. It's whatever you make it to be. But I think that you will find that when you look at the bigger picture, you have a lot more balance than, than you think. So I hope that this has helped. Um, this was something I was very resistant to this whole idea of, of balance and, uh, you know, dedicating myself to making the choices to, to do one thing, like having more fun when I kind of was thinking like, how dare you for myself? You know, I, I have other things to do. I have bigger, th more important things to be doing, but making the choice to have more of that fun, more of that lightness in my life has better served me to be able to make the choices to, you know, build the business and, and do all of those other things. So joy of missing out and, and FOMO and balance, all of these things, they aren't necessarily going to look like exactly what we thought that they would look like, but getting better at feeling how these types of things are, are going to look for you is going to help you a lot more in the longer term. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Thursday with a business episode. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you.